milling about with Stephen Reinecke, who is the music director and conductor for New York Pops. Hi, welcome. Hi, Robin. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, and I am so excited to see this concert because I am a major movie buff. Oh, great. Well, then this is right up your alley. Tell me, how did you call through John Williams' catalog to come up with all these songs? Oh, my gosh. It's very, very difficult. I mean, I could do five concerts of John Williams' music and, um, you know, play something different at every one and still not hit everything. Uh, but I did want to uh, give it a little bit of focus. And this year in 2016 marks Steven Spielberg's 70th birthday. Get out. So, yeah, so I really did want to pay some tribute to Steven Spielberg as well. So the bulk of the program is devoted to the 40-plus year collaboration between Spielberg and Williams. <clears throat> and, and that is so much music in and of itself because John Williams uh, scored the soundtrack for every uh, directorial um, feature film of Spielberg except for only two of his films. Which so, two were those? Do you know? Two that John, <clears throat> oh yeah, um, The Color Purple, which was scored by Quincy Jones, and more recently, last year's Bridge of Spies was scored by Thomas Newman. And it was supposed to be done by John Williams, but John had a little health issue he needed to take care of for a moment. And uh, so wasn't able to do those, he didn't do that film. Interesting. So have you met uh, Steven Spielberg? I've never met Steven Spielberg. Um, would love to. and uh, <laughs> Thought we would have some time to do that at some point. Oddly enough, he was born in Cincinnati, and I come from Cincinnati, so we tried to get him back there when I was living in Cincinnati a number of times. But uh, no, Spielberg and I have never crossed paths. But I assume you've met John Williams. I did meet John Williams one time when I was out in L.A. I was a young kid uh, wanting to be a film composer. I was studying film composition uh, between 1993 to 95 and had the opportunity to meet John at the scoring session there. So what was that like for you that as a film scoring student that must have been quite something to meet him? Oh my gosh, it was such an honor and he's uh, just an incredibly kind, generous man. Um, but, you know, he was, he's one of my idols. What I was really focusing on thinking, you know, as a, a young, early 20-year-old kid, this is what I wanted to do for a living. I thought, I want to be the next John Williams. You know? <laughs> that was uh, well, how much uh, great high esteem I hold him in. So, obviously, he is aware of the New York Pops saluting him, I would oh, imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, did you call him? How did, he, how did he get the news? How did that come up? We have connection to his office, his assistant, um, uh, who we have let him know about this, and he, he'll be unable to come, but I uh -huh. always want to put out the invitation. We actually did a John Williams program a few years back as well uh, and invited him, and he just sent a lovely congratulatory note wishing us all the best of luck. Um, one of these days, we'll see if he's in New York. We can get him there to uh, conduct the orchestra a little bit or just be in the audience, whatever he would like. And I think Steven Spielberg should come. What do you think? Well, I would love that. Of course I would love that. But these guys are awfully busy. <laughs> now, you know what I wanted to talk to you about, Stephen, is the magic of movie soundtracks and what is it about them? You know, you sort of close your eyes and listen, and you can't do that with everything. Do you agree? I totally agree, and it's what makes the music of John Williams so 
so powerful and so uh, you know, visceral. It really sticks with you. Uh, John's music is he's one of the best film composers out there where you can you know, take the music out of the film and put it in a concert hall, and it still holds up as really great music without having to have the movie in front of you. But also, it takes you, transports you to that place and puts you in that uh, feeling of whatever film or whatever scene or whatever character uh, that is. And uh, that, that's what makes him such a, an incredible film composer. So give me an example of some of the, of the songs that you'll be playing and sort of what memories evoke for you. Well, um, he, John has been nominated for 50 Academy Awards. No way. Uh, most, oh, yeah. His most recent one coming for the music for Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Yes. Uh, which makes him the, um, the most nominated Academy Award for living person. Uh, and only second in history. There's only one person with more Academy Award nominations than John Williams, and that is Walt Disney. But out of all of that, curiously enough, John Williams has only won five Academy Awards. He's only won five times with 50 nominations. Uh, and one of those came very early on, and it was his musical adaptation of the score for Fiddler on the Roof for a film. We're not going to touch that because that's not a, a real John Williams music, but just his adaptation of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, his other four winners will all be represented, and that's going to be Jaws, E.T., Star Wars, Schindler's List. Um, uh, of course, there's music from Raiders of the Lost Ark, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Jurassic Park, Hook, War Horse, Lincoln. Uh, and then the last portion of the concert, about the last 25 to 30 minutes, we depart from the Spielberg collaboration because I really wanted to put some focus on Star Wars in this program. So we're going to, the, the music for The Force Awakens has just been made available for orchestras to be able to do. So we'll be one of the first orchestras performing this music from The Force Awakens and paying tribute to that 50th Academy Award nomination. So it'll be very exciting. Very, very exciting. So you didn't kind of didn't answer my question. So going back to some of those memories that these songs evoke for you, like when you're listening to them. Oh, well, many great memories, especially from the, uh, the early movies. Uh, like, for example, Jaws, 1975. Uh, I'm sure I didn't see it the first year it was out because I was only five years old and I would have been terrified. <laughs> yeah. But I remember sitting in a movie theater being very young with my family watching Jaws for the first time, and I just thought it was fantastic. So it's funny, every time I conduct or hear that opening theme, I am transported right back to that movie theater in the 1970s with my family. And when I hear, bottom, bottom, you know, it's, it's just terrific. And another one of my favorite films of all time uh, and favorite John Williams scores is E.T. Yeah. After Terrestrial. It's, it's just such a, such a good film. So, you know, it... You just think about the bicycle going over the moon and... Oh yeah, flying. Uh, that scene is that scene is classic. The music we're going to be doing from ET is that that bicycle chase when uh, the kids are coming down the street and the street is blocked off, 
by the FBI and the local law enforcement, and uh, they're riding their bikes, ETs in the basket up front of the bicycle, and suddenly the bikes lift off the ground, and he uh, takes them all in the air on this wonderful ride. Now, now you mentioned you began your career wanting to, to uh, score films. So, have you had that opportunity? No, that's not really something that's come my way, or that I I stopped focusing on it actually because I got hired uh, with the Cincinnati Pops uh, as a 25 year old kid to go be their composer and arranger, where I studied for. Oh, some 15 years almost there, and uh, learned the craft of conducting as well. Uh, but the great, <clears throat> the great joy for me is now getting to work with so many of these great film composers or perform their music. Uh, and it's also, it's not something that I'm going to leave out of the question. I'm not that old. <laughs> maybe it is something that could come my way later still. Oh, absolutely. What about Broadway musicals? Um, any Anything like that in your, in your future? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, yes, I would love it. Um, you know, I am such a huge, huge fan and have toyed with the idea before. All those are very large undertakings that you really need to um, spend a lot of time focusing on. And right now, my conducting career is uh, awfully busy. Uh, I've gotten this off the ground and I'm now full-time leading four different orchestras uh, and guest conducting all over the world and having a great time doing all of that. So... You know, it's going to have to be at a point in my life where uh, a labor of love where I can take some time off of uh, being on the road, which now I'm on the road between 30 and 35 weeks out of the year. Oh, my. To really, yeah, to take some time to devote to doing a project like that. What, what's been some of your adventures on the road? Um, have you gone to, you know, pretty exotic places? Oh, yeah, some exotic places. Um, <clears throat> the bulk of my work is in the United States and in Canada, but I have had uh, opportunities to go to Taiwan and to China, and uh, a couple years ago I went and conducted uh, the orchestra, the Malaysian Philharmonic in Kuala Lumpur, which was a fascinating city and uh, a wonderful time, terrific orchestra. So it, it's a lot of fun, and mostly I like uh, meeting all the new people. And the other part is you realize that Audiences are the same all over the place, and music reaches people the same way in Asia as it does in the United States. You know, it is one thing that just crosses all boundaries of, you know, culture. It's the universal language. So now you've got um, the 33rd birthday gala coming up as well, so talk about that. Oh, very excited about this next year's gala. They're all a lot of fun, and uh, this one will be no exception. We, um... We're saluting the creators of Les Miserables and Miss Saigon, as well as some other musicals. That is uh, Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alain Bublil. Talk about Broadway, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Again, we have an all-star, uh, star-studded cast that will be joining us for that. Anyone and you can talk about here? To, well, yeah, uh, people have been announced so far. We'll, uh, you know, uh, let's see, uh, some perennial Broadway favorites like Patti Lapone. Uh, <laughs> Just Patti Lapone. Yeah, Patti, Norm Lewis. 
Stephanie J. Block. We have um, Leia Salonga, the original Miss Saigon, will be joining us. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is joining us. Uh, Patina Miller will be joining us. Mm. Uh, oh, the list goes on and on. I don't have that list in front of me right now, but it's a, it's a long and wonderful list of uh, performers uh, celebrating the music of Bublil and Schoenberg. And uh, we're also joined on stage by some of our young, uh, young budding musicians from Ronald McDonald House in New York. We also do a program, uh, because a lot of this is benefiting our, our many wonderful education programs, that uh, we'll be joined on stage by 25 uh, young students who have all auditioned for the chance to play side-by-side -side with the musicians of the New York Pops on a selection. So there's a lot going on for this gala. That is so wonderful to look forward to. So when you, when you think about sort of giving back, why is that so special? It was those opportunities. When I was in school, the opportunities I had to attend special performances or get to meet people that uh, you know I really looked up to, that was so powerful to me, and I realized, you know what, you can do this for a living. I, it, it helped me make the choice that I'm going to follow this as a career path. This is not just, you know, uh, a job or something. This this is innately who I am, and it helped me to realize that. And I've seen that happen with uh, other young kids throughout the time, the years, many years that I've been working uh, now doing this as a profession. To see the light bulb go off and many of them say, you know what, I'm going to follow this path. I'm going to pursue my dreams of being a performer. And it's just so wonderful to see that happen. And even the ones that don't go on to be a performer, the chance to be exposed to this kind of culture and this kind of arts, it just enriches everybody's life so much. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a part of the fabric of our life that we all need to be involved in. Now, it's interesting when you talk about performing. I'll never forget um, on the town and watching the conductor, and he's with his little stick, and then the dinosaur takes the stick away, and it was sort of part of the show. <laughs> so, it's so funny. Yeah. Is that is that something that you had to learn to do, like sort of getting into that whole choreography? I mean, the art of conducting and the actual nuts and bolts of how to do that yeah, of course, there's learning and studying involved in how to really do that and be successful. Uh, and then as far as being just a performer, entertainer on the stage, that's not so much learned as just something innate. I've always been a bit of a ham. And, uh, I, you know, I, I will take part in some uh, portions of this gala program as well. A um, couple little surprises there that'll, that'll be a lot of fun for the audience. Oh, cool. So looking forward, and so looking forward to April 8th, uh, the New York Pops presents the music of John Williams from Spielberg to Star Wars. That's going to be fabulous. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I know there are just a few tickets left. Uh, we tend to sell out every one of our concerts, and so I encourage everybody to get on the Carnegie Hall or New York Pops website as soon as possible and get yourself some tickets. Excellent. Stephen Reinecke, thank you so much for joining me. Wonderful. I'll look forward to seeing you there, Robin. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.